Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for the latest on the Brewers, Bucks, and Packers with the Fan Afternoon Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Hour two of the Fan Afternoon Show underway. Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts in this afternoon. Just talked with Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette as Packers training camp kicks off today. Tomorrow we'll be talking with Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast and the co-founder of the Leap Newsletter. We'll be talking to him about Packers training camp. Some of what we talked with Pete, but we also definitely got to talk with Peter, who's been tweeting a lot about it, about the Julio Jones signing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's been speaking a lot about Julio Jones and Sammy Watkins, so we'll continue to talk Packers today and tomorrow as well here on the afternoon show. But got a couple more minutes here before the Brewers and Twins wrap up their second game at American Family Field, currently in the bottom of the seventh inning right now. Brewers up 10-4. How about that? We got to talk about this. If we come back on the air here after the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show, we have to talk about this Brewers offense because, look, you can say that what they were doing against the Colorado Rockies might have been a little bit of a fluke because at the end of the day, Colorado's another one of those teams that are under 500. But what are you going to say about the Minnesota Twins who have a current 40, 52 and 45 record? And the fact that the Brewers not only scored a bunch of runs today and will more than likely get the win, but on top of that, yesterday was kind of similar to some of the games that they played against the Rockies to start the second half of the season where they are just scratching and clawing their way back. And normally the Brewers wouldn't do that, especially in the first half of the season. I mean, how many of us kind of thought, well, as soon as they're down two, three runs, it's over. That's it for the Brewers. It's might as well just end the game right there. But we got to talk about this offense later on. We'll probably talk about it with Tim because I know I made a lot about the comments that Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro made after Sunday's game about how the offense is trying to change their approach and kind of trying to make the other team work more than they usually would. But I think there's actually some fact to it. I know we're only a couple games in in the second half of the season, but I think there might be something to it. It's one thing to talk. I keep on saying it's one thing to talk to talk. You got to walk the walk as well. Well, it's funny. Tim called me actually during uh, one of our breaks and had me take down some numbers. I won't spoil it because I know he wants to make this, I think, a talking point, assuming that this result holds up. But he had me go through some of just the run totals Mm -hmm. since they've come back from this break. And again, it's a small sample size. It's six games. But when we are looking at numbers like we're looking at from this side of the break compared to even like one, two, three months out into the first half, it's kind of staggering how crazy they were able to kind of 
rear their pants into gear a little bit on that side of the bat. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. I'm just coming up with phrases. I, I know. I know what you mean. But um, I think it's interesting though too. I mean, not only that, you you look at the run total from since they began the second half. You combine that with the hits too. I mean, I'm sure it's got to be in like the 50s or 60s, damn near. But we'll definitely talk about that. I'll be joining Tim Allen for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Make sure to tune in after the last pitch. You make the switch. We'll be talking Brewers later on. But before that, we've got a couple more minutes here for you guys. I know everybody wants to talk Packers right now because training camp is underway. And it's not just the fact that you know the bicycles are out at Packers training camp. It's not just the fact that we're getting closer to football season. But there's a lot of news, surprisingly for the first day of Packers training camp. And unfortunately for Packers fans, a lot of that news is surrounding David Bakhtiari. And we were kind of asking in the first half of the show about if you're confident that he'll be back for week one. And based on my response, a lot of you guys and even Pete Doherty, it's just who knows at this point. And I don't think a lot of us are confident that David Bakhtiari will be back for week one. Hopefully he can be back, but I think at this point it's more realistic that he may miss probably maybe a couple weeks, so we'll see. But on top of that, I want to kind of get your guys' thoughts on this. I mean, if you are expecting Dave Bakhtiari to be back, when do you expect him to be back? 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 fan. We probably should have thrown that in there. That was my fault on the you know second half of that question, but I think a lot of people obviously I see on social media and on 1250 and the fan and our Twitter account and everything – a lot of people are just saying they have zero confidence in David Bakhtiari, which makes sense. I mean, you heard from Brian Gutekinds today. I'll play it for you here again. This is Brian Gutekinds today at Packers training camp. Well, I wouldn't really call it setbacks. I think it's just been part of the process as we've gone through. Um, like I said, it was a significant injury. Um, but um, I like our group, you know. So, like, we played all last year, you know, without him and obviously won a lot of games. So, um, I think it's one of the ways we build our offensive line. And I think uh, Luke does such a good job with them, uh, cross-training them. That we're able to cover for some of those things. So, Dave, Brian Gutekind's right there talking about the Packers' offensive line depth. But unfortunately, he also told the media that David Bakhtiari underwent another knee procedure. You know, I, I mean, we're not going to put a timetable on it, but what I will say is, like, you know, Dave had a very significant injury, uh, much more than just an ACL way back uh, when it occurred. I thought he busted his tail to get back last season. And then as we went through, um, as we went through that, that last game versus Detroit, you know, I think – when he came out of that, it, you know, he wasn't particularly happy with how he responded. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, he did have another procedure and so, um, yeah, in the offseason. But I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're cautiously optimistic. Doesn't it seem to you like, Adam, like he tried to sneak that little comment in there at the very end without Maybe anybody noticing? Maybe a little bit. <clears throat> By the way, he had another procedure. Anyways. Um, excuse but yeah, you, Goody. Not, not a good sign from... David Bakhtiari, because like I've been saying, like yesterday, we talked about a lot about the offensive line, but we were comparing it to the wide receiver group going into this season. And once again, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. Want to know from you guys, obviously, I don't think we're expecting David Bakhtiari to be probably, you know, back in camp before it ends, but maybe the regular season. But I want to know from you guys when you think he will be back. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. The fact that we're still dealing with stuff and the fact that it's it's not even the ACL anymore, according to David Bakhtiari, it's other stuff that he probably had to have that procedure on. What it is exactly in the knee, I don't know. Like Pete Doherty said a couple minutes ago here on the Fan Afternoon Show, it could have been an MCL, could be fluid, could be stuff like that, so who knows. But 
414-799-1250. Want to get your guys' thoughts and let's get out to the phone lines. Go out to Mike in West Dallas. Mike, you're on the fan. I'm doing good. How's it going, Sam? More important how you are. Oh, come on. You can't still pin the line <laughs> like that. You got to pay him royalties. I know. Money, you know right? what You know what the thing is, though? I got to come up with my own stuff because, like, doing signing off in the show, too, Tim's got the smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Sparky's yeah. got toodles. And, like, every time I'm like, I should come up with a sign-off. But every time it comes up, I'm like, uh, no. all right, have a good one. No, man, you got to let it come naturally. You don't want to be the person who tries to force a sign-off. I know. Not everyone can be Walter Cronkite. It's okay. That's true. Both of you guys got to brainstorm and come up with something. But uh, but any, anyways, about, about David Bakhtiari, not only do I think he won't be ready for week one of the regular season, I, I don't think he'll play another snap in the NFL, uh, to be honest with you. I think his career's over. It's been 18 months. He's had three setbacks. Every time he has any type of activity, he needs a bunch of fluid drains from his knee. Yeah. Uh, and it's not like he's a spring chicken anymore either. I think he's like 30, 31 years old already. So, um, yeah, I, I think his career's over. I'm not worried about the offensive line. I think they have good depth. You know, they do a really good job of developing those middle-round picks uh, into good starters. But I think this is just a learning lesson. You know, and Ted Thompson said it. I think I heard on the radio station a few days ago. You do not give offensive linemen that third contract. You know, yeah. what, what, have, what have we seen with T.J. Lang? What have we seen with Brian Balaga? Oh. Both those guys oh, well. are really good Go ahead, sorry. No, I was saying you said Brian Belaga, and every time I hear it, I just want to say Brian Belaga, Iowa. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyways, both those guys, they were really good starters uh, for you, and I think they even made the Pro Bowl as well, and they both got injured as soon as they left Green Bay, and it was a horrible contract for the team that signed them. Right. Uh, so I, I just think it's a learning lesson for them. It's unfortunate because he's still under contract for the next two years. I mean, is, is there anything the Packers can do you know, if, if he's not going to play again to kind of alleviate some of, you know, the cap in terms of how much it costs them? Or do you have any idea on that? We'll have Adam, if you, if you can, we'll bring up his contract because I believe after a year or two, like you said, they can probably get out of that. I think there's an option or something like that, but we'll, we'll take you know, a deeper look. I want to make sure we're right about it as opposed to just speculating on it. But uh, Mike, I'll keep you here real quick, though, because I want to get your thoughts on this. You bring up a good point. I don't think he's done because I think at the end of the day, if he's not going to play for the Packers, other teams will certainly take a shot on him. But you bring up a good point about not paying offensive linemen because, I mean, look at all these guys that while Elton Jenkins missed the rest of the second half of the season last year and while David Bakhtiar has gone all year, look at guys like Yash Nijman. Look at guys like John Runyon, I mean, who was a late-round pick, too, especially. I mean, you bring up a good point. Like I say, the Packers are kind of like the Brewers when it comes to developing offensive linemen and how the Brewers are in developing pitching. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. And I, I think it's a lot to do with coaching. I, I think they find the right traits when they draft them and then they coach them up. Uh, and another thing about you know that third contract is offensive line, it's such a physically demanding position you know, where you're in the trenches like that that your body tends to break down once you get in your later 20s. Right. Um, so that's why I think, again, I mean, it's, it's a learning lesson for them. But overall, I think they'll be fine uh, on the offensive line. And uh, I'm excited to see what those uh, rookie picks can do that they picked up this year as well. Sounds good, Mike. Appreciate the phone call. Yep. All right. That was Mike in West Dallas, 414-799-1250. Or you could tweet us at 1250 and the fan. Adam, do you got... We have details on David Bakhtiari's contract? Sure, we can uh, break it down courtesy of our friends over at Spot Track, keeping mm-hmm. an eye on all of these things contract related. Because I, I did believe that there was, after about a year or two, that the dead money wasn't that bad if they did cut him. 
Let's see. So right now, at age 31, Bakhtiari is in the third year of his deal. Of course, he signed back in 2020. Base seller this year, $1.12 million. He has a potential out uh, after this year in 2023. Hmm. It would be 23.1-ish million in debt cap money. Uh, his current deal runs through the end of 2024. He would be an unrestricted free agent in 2025. Interesting. Because as of right now, this year, the dead cap would be $35 million. 2023, the dead cap would be 23. Mm-hmm. And then his 2024, like you were saying, it'd only be $11 million. So, right. And it's interesting that he has a potential out in 2023 that we got a response on social media on Facebook. Um, Tony said, less than I did. One more season of this and they have to cut him. And I guess there is a potential out after this year if if David Bakhtiari is still dealing with stuff. It's, granted, it's still going to impact you salary cap wise and stuff like that. But I mean, technically, you could be off the books for a couple other years ahead. But I, I see a lot of people, especially on Facebook and Twitter, that are saying that they think he's just done. He's never going to play another snap in the NFL. I think he'll eventually get back on the field. My issue is, can he just stay on the field consistently? Probably not. If this is going to be a lingering thing about like knee fluid and all that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, too, if he's not playing for the Packers, like somebody will take a shot at David Bakhtiari on their team one way or another. Somebody will want to have him on their roster. Minnesota. Yeah. They're dialing us up. Oh, don't even say that, man. I could just, God, they're just so obsessed with taking former Green Bay Packers. I mean, Minnesota. Honestly, we should make that into pool. David Bakhtiari didn't play for the Packers. Which team would get him first? The Bears, the the Lions, or the Minnesota Vikings? I'm on it. No, don't put that up. Don't put that up. <laughs> I don't want to even I don't even want to like entertain that question. But 414-799-1250 or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan. We'll continue to talk about David Bakhtiari and the Green Bay Packers, some other storylines out of training camp as well, especially with the wide receivers. We'll talk about that and more. It is the Fan Afternoon Show. Sam Schmitz and Adam Robertson this afternoon on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
figure we'd, I know training camp is underway in Green Bay, but I, I felt like we should make it feel like football's, you know, just around the corner. What better way to do that than with a little NFL films music out of the break? Football. 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 Oh, man, I miss doing that with Rami. We are talking Green Bay Packers as we are waiting for the brew game to conclude for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show to start with Tim Allen. But until then, Sam Schmitz, Adam Roberts, keeping you company. Talking about Packers training camp and some of the other storylines that happened today and other question marks around that roster. Currently, the Brewers leading 10-4, to 4, top of the eighth inning, Gustave on base. And once again, Jose Miranda gets on base for the Minnesota Twins. Jose Miranda, a young rookie for the Minnesota Twins, easily, it looks like he's destined to be a Brewer killer for the rest of his career. So he needs to leave American Family Field, and I hope that the Brewers never see Jose Miranda again. But anyways, we're talking Green Bay Packers, 414-799-1250. If you guys want to continue to call in about David Bakhtiari, when you think he'll be back, feel free to. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. But we've been talking a lot about David Bakhtiari, but another just as important offensive lineman for the Green Bay Packers, Elton Jenkins, also recovering from an ACL injury. Who knows when he'll be back? I've heard reports for today from camp that Elton Jenkins is ahead of schedule. How much stock you got to put into that after what you just saw from David Bakhtiari? Zero. I'm not putting it on my mama. Zip. Yep, exactly. But Brian Gutekinds today did talk to the media about Elton Jenkins. Yeah, Elton's doing great, and we're excited. I'd like to get him back out there. Um, hopefully that'll be soon. Uh, he's certainly ahead of schedule. So, um, you know, when he gets out there, I mean, you know, Elton's a unique guy that uh, can line up at five spots. And uh, so when, once we get him out there and kind of – Get down the road a little bit to see where Dave's at. We'll kind of start looking at those, you know, where everybody's going to line up. Man, Elton Jenkins, I'm just going to say, Elton Jenkins is awesome when he's on the field. I just, there's something to be said about a Swiss Army knife, especially an offensive lineman who can just play multiple positions and stuff like that. Like, obviously, David Bakhtiari, when he's healthy, when he is David Bakhtiari, is arguably the best left tackle in all football. But Elton Jenkins, I was kind of worried, and I don't know how this ACL injury is going to affect his contract when he's due for one, but... There's something to be said about the money that a guy deserves when he can play other positions on that offensive line and play it just as good as some all pros. Maybe I should have selected Elkton Jenkins as one of my draft mockery picks if he can do it all. <laughs> Adam, you're probably going to set a consecutive record. I think I think you're in th- uh, second place right now, but not by a wide margin. But yeah, don't call your shot, man. I've been a little. Dis- this last one was very close. I've been a little disappointed in draft mockery with you. I'm, I'm going to have to say it, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, well, explain <laughs> yourself. Because I, not to get off track, but I think I've had some pretty good drafts. Well, if you're if you're going out in the wilderness, my mind immediately goes to, if I was on an episode with Bear Grylls, what would I need? Well, we didn't even think we were going to be able to take guns I know. when we started this, and that's then you like went into the re- gun. That's like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup of wilderness things that you want out there. I mean, you could use a bow and arrow. You could use um, a knife, which I also put on my team. Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly, if I want to take down an animal... And if I'm going to have to eat, it's an easier way to do it. So that's, I mean, my team was pretty good. I, you have to have fire too. So I got a lighter and then a cooking pot because, you know, want to actually keep the stuff and absolutely maybe throw a little herbs in there. That's why I use the cooking pot. Or are you a little guy Fietti out in the wilderness? Hey man, give me a cooking pot. You'll well, see. I better beat bathtub, Matt. What an absolutely ridiculous no, list. It's not ridiculous. It's it actually is ridiculous. It's logical. Bathtub, Matt, for our Night's Gourmet Popcorn Draft Mockridge. By the way, Night's Gourmet Popcorn going to be out there at German Fest. Make sure to mention 1250 and the fan when you guys see them. You'll get 20% off your order. But uh, Bathtub Matt's list for things we've drafted that you want out in the wilderness. He had a glacier. 
Which makes sense. Just a never-ending supply of water. Uh, military base, abandoned military base, which makes sense because you get all the stuff that I have on my team. And then on top of that, you get some protection and some uh, shelter as well. Um, I forgot what they're called. Dehydrated meals. MREs. MREs, ready to go. So that way you got food. And then uh, cannabis seeds. Have a little bit of fun as well. Hmm. Bet Tim Allen like that. Anyways, well, <laughs> let's dive back into the Packers talk because on top of the offensive linemen, there's obviously a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to the wide receivers for the Green Bay Packers. And I've been, you know, I don't look. I, I tell myself this every year. I won't, you know, follow every tweet when it comes to the Green Bay Packers media about what they're doing at training camp, who's making catches out there, who's doing that. But it makes sense if Alan Lazard is going to come into camp after missing pretty much the rest of the offseason, hoping for that long-term deal that he was hoping to get, which I think the Packers should have done. I think if he has a good year this year, it's going to make it a little more harder to sign him to a long-term deal, and you're going to have to probably make, you know, pay more money. I know Russ Ball's a magician, but I felt like now would have been an easy time to do it for Alan Lazard. But Brian Gutekind spoke about Alan Lazard earlier today. I'm excited to see what he can be for us, you know, kind of in a different role. You know, um, Alan's a very confident guy. Uh, every time we've given him opportunity, he's produced. Um, so with these new opportunities, um, I'm excited to kind of see him grow and develop. Um, but I think uh, the sky's the limit for him. I think he could be a really good player in this, in this league. He has been a really good player for us. Um, so I think, I think he's excited for the opportunity as well. Oh, man. It's, it's an interesting case with Alan Lazard and the situation that he's in going into this season. And we'll talk about this more with Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers and the Leap newsletter tomorrow at 5 o'clock here on the Fan Afternoon Show. But I've been hearing great things from today in training camp, but I know, you know, I don't not to make much out of it, obviously, because we're not even on the field yet against other teams. But he really ha- does have a good situation. I think Alan Lazard, like, He's not the fastest. He's not the best route runner. He's probably not a number one on any other team. But I think the word that I would use for Alan Lazard and the role that they're kind of forcing him into this year is he is serviceable and he can be efficient, I guess is a way to put it. And Pete Doherty joined us at 345 here on the Fan Afternoon Show to talk about the Packers training camp and other stuff like that when it comes to David Bakhtiari. Use your Odyssey app to use the rewind feature if you missed that. Or you can wait for our podcast, which we always do for you guys. But Pete kind of said for Alan Lazard, he expects about 70 receptions this year. And that's kind of where I am. And I think when we say wide receiver one, a lot of us immediately go to, well, 100 plus receptions, obviously over a thousand yards, and then probably, you know, almost 10, if not double digit touchdowns in receptions this year. And do I expect Alan Lazard to meet all those benchmarks when it comes to being a number one wide receiver? No. I think I could probably be pretty confident about that. Can you imagine Alan Lazard getting over 100 receptions this year? That That'd would be something else. Be insane. I can't imagine he gets anywhere close to that. Neither can I. Do, do I think he has potential to be that good of a wide receiver? Like maybe, but I just think with the way that this offense is constructed now that Devontae Adams is gone, there's he's gonna like the ball is gonna be spread out more than ever, obviously. And I just think I just don't think there's gonna be enough. There's too many people for a guy to be you know, finish with a hundred plus receptions and only, only the best of the best in the NFL are able to put up a hundred receptions in a season. So I'm kind of in the same line as Pete Doherty, like 70 receptions would be a lot for Alan Lazard. And I think he's capable of that if he stays healthy, but when it comes to everybody else on this Packers wide receivers depth chart, 
Sammy Watkins, obviously, on the non-football injury list because it sounds like when I was listening to Tom Silverstein earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show with you guys that probably happened you know, with him training before he even got to camp, and he's got to pass his physical. So I'm not, not too worried about Sammy Watkins because I think he'll be back before the end of training camp. But, I mean, you can't expect Alan Lazard to stay healthy for more than a couple weeks. He's a week one machine when it comes to NFL production. But then after that, you're really just banking on him, hopefully being able to put consecutive games together and being on the field. So I think Sammy Watkins, I think Watkins is a good addition to this group for the price that you got him and what he brings to the table because he can be a guy who can stretch the field out. But it's like if you brought back, it's like if you brought in Julio Jones. I know a lot of people are mad that Julio Jones was signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for about $6 million on a one-year deal is what Ian Rappaport reported this morning via NFL Network. But we'll talk more about this with Peter Bukowski. He brought up a good point. You look at their numbers from last year, it's almost identical with Sammy Watkins and Julio Jones. I think Watkins just had like maybe 30 less yards last year compared to Julio Jones. Both these guys, they're veterans. We know what they're, we know what they're capable of. Sammy Watkins had a clutch reception in the Super Bowl against Richard Sherman to win that game for them. He's had some big moments too, burning other defenses in the playoffs. I always thought Sammy Watkins was going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL coming into, no, this is when I was a young guy. I mean, you got to keep in mind, I'm a young guy right now, but I was even younger back then when Sammy Watkins got drafted to the Buffalo Bills. When you were just a wee lad. But man, he was a stud in college at Clemson. But unfortunately, injuries and bad systems and multiple coaches just... This guy hasn't been able to figure it out until he got to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's a kind of a completely different NFL wide receiver than he was when he first came in the league. The only season that Sammy Watkins has stayed healthy for an entire year was his rookie year. After that, he hasn't played more than about 13 games a season. So I like what Sammy Watkins brings to the group, along with Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb as the veterans that are going to be on this depth chart, but I mean, clearly, aside from Alan Lazard, it's going to have to be the rookies that step up. And like I was talking about with Pete Doherty, Christian Watson, he's on the pup list right now, but it's because he, was, he had some minor knee surgery in, I believe it was June. So hopefully Christian Watson can be back for the end of training camp because I think a lot of people, especially Packers fans up there, they want to see what this guy is capable of. They want to just actually see who, what this guy looks like in Christian Watson. We see him play with Trey Lance, the Bison, in college. And I think it's just a, such a small-name school that it's kind of tough to kind of gauge what Christian Watson, who he is, and what he's capable of because of the competition he played in college. But obviously the Packers believe in him. And I think at the end of the day, given the opportunities that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to him and all that, and hopefully he can earn Aaron Rodgers' trust, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think Christian Watson can definitely step up, but hopefully he gets on the field. That might be... The only thing that kind of holds him back. So 414-799-1250, you can tweet us at 1250A in the fan. Talking about this Packers wide receiver group, got a couple more sound bites from Brian Gudikins and Matt LaFleur talking about this wide receiver core that we'll dive into in a couple more minutes. It is the Fan Afternoon Show, Sam Schmitz, Adam Roberts with you this afternoon here on 1250AM, The Fan. It is the Fan Afternoon Show, Sam Schmitz along with Adam Roberts in this afternoon. Brewers in the top of the ninth inning right now, 10-4, to four, as Tim Allen is currently on, as we call it, battle stations. 
as the Brewers have a couple more outs before the end of this game, and it's looking like they will end up doing the two-game sweep against the Minnesota Twins after the last pitch. Make the switch to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball postgame show here on 1250 AM. The Fan. In the meantime, Adam, myself, Sam Schmitz, talking about the Packers offseason and training camp as training camp kicked off today here in Green Bay. But want to remind you guys, with the Odyssey app, you can never miss a moment from the fan again with the free Odyssey app. You can download the Fan Afternoon Show and listen whenever and wherever works best for you. Also, this portion of the Fan Afternoon Show brought to you by Unwritten. Dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rulebook with Unwritten, a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. Unwritten looks at all the secret and not-so-secret guidelines that uh, big leaguers follow while playing the game. Ron and Jimmy give you players' perspectives on bat flips, bean balls, brawls, and more. Download Unwritten on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got a couple more minutes here for you guys if you want to talk some Packers training camp, 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Obviously, the hot topic today has been David Bakhtiari, as we learned via Brian Gutekunst at Packers training camp today. That it's not only that David Bakhtiari is on the pup list to begin training camp, but that he also, it was because he underwent another procedure on his knee. So to kick off the show, we asked you guys, 414-799-1250, when do you think David Bakhtiari will be back essentially for the regular season for the Green Bay Packers? At this point, I can't say I'm very confident that he's going to be ready to go for week one. I think at the end of the day, maybe a couple weeks. Hopefully he doesn't start on the pup list, but we shall see. In the meantime, though, before the break, we were talking about the Packers wide receivers, especially Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson, who unfortunately are both injured right now. Christian Watson on the pup list after still recovering from some minor knee surgery in the offseason. And Sammy Watkins got yesterday placed on the non-football injury list, which I assume happened in training or something like that. So hopefully he can clear his physical. But this is what Brian Goodikins had to say on Sammy Watkins and Christian Watson earlier today. Yeah, yeah, Sammy's a very short-term thing. I mean, you never want any guys to miss any time because, um, you know, you, it's all valuable. Um, but, but Sammy will be very short-term. I think you'll see him out here pretty soon. Uh, you know, Christian was one of those things. We came out of OTAs, and there was, um, I think there was kind of a thought process. We could, you know, do you want to try to push through the season and f- finish this after, after the 2020 season, or should we just go ahead and do it now? We just did it now. So he'll miss a little bit of time here in camp, but uh, it's not a, nothing long-term. So there you go. You heard from the Packers' newly extended General Manager Brian Kudikins today at Packers training camp. That it sounds like, you know, with Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins, nothing to really worry about. Christian Watson, it sounds like, based on what Brian Kudikins said, will be back during training camp. And Sammy Watkins, hopefully, he can clear his physical in the next couple of days, if not the next week. Also, Brian Kudikins really talking about the group of wide receivers as a whole. I think there's things they got to go through. I mean, you know, this is probably, probably a really good question for Matt, but I think there's a foundational way that they teach the offense that you can't really skip steps. Uh, I think the opportunities will change, you know, when you have young receivers, when kind of where we're at uh, for some of those guys. Um, but um, I don't think uh, you can skip steps in, in, in players' progression. 414-799-1250, or you can tweet us at 1250 and the fan if you want to talk about Packers training camp and what you kind of want to stem off base what we were talking about yesterday, kind of what concerns you more going into the season. It was our Kim in the Void judgment of the day yesterday. It was what concerns you more going into the season was it the wide receivers or the offensive line at this point with David Bakhtiari and all the question marks surrounding him, at least you know who's going to be probably on the field week one for the Green Bay Packers in that group of wide receivers. But for me right now, it's definitely I'm more concerned right now about the offensive line. But on top of that, I mean, at least there are some veterans that Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs and a lot of these other wide receivers that they brought in via the draft are 
undrafted free agents. They can at least bank on Alan Lazard, who is more than proven this year to get a long-term deal that he didn't get in the offseason. And Randall Cobb, who we talk about how, unfortunately, Christian Watson and, and Dubs and a lot of these rookie wide receivers this year, it's, it, it's a different situation for them than it was for Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams and Greg Jennings when they came into the league. Like Dr- Greg Jennings had Donald Driver ahead of him in the depth chart, who was the number one wide receiver at the time to teach him the ropes. And Greg Jennings didn't have to be the guy right away. You know, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, they at least had Jennings and Driver ahead of them when they came into the league before they became the perennial number ones on this Packers wide receiver, you know, in the, on this Packers team. Those guys didn't have to be number ones right away, essentially like Christian Watson. And Devontae Adams turned into the number one wide receiver in the NFL last year. And he had Jordy Nelson when he was drafted on the death chart before him. So it's going to be interesting to see what Christian Watson does in his rookie season because this is kind of an unprecedented situation for the Green Bay Packers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.